What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, real quick before we get started. Just a heads up, this episode was recorded before... It was reported on Monday night that the Vikings plan to fly in Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh for an interview on Wednesday in Minnesota, according to NFL media's Tom Pelissero. Um It was also recorded before the news of D'Amico Ryan's dropping out. So you'll hear some discussions in this episode of, of D'Amico Ryan's uh, still being included. But uh, the majority of the episode is is still fine. We still talk about plenty of stuff relating to all the candidates that are up for the Vikings head coaching job, including Jim Harbaugh. There's actually probably a good portion of the episode relates to Jim Harbaugh um, and what he could do for the Vikings. Uh, so that's it. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we have Dominic Fister from us here at the Viking Age. He does some stuff for us uh, at the Viking Age, and he's here to try and help us uh, sort out the latest coaching rumors, uh, head coaching rumors for the Vikings, which now include Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh reportedly spoke uh, with the Vikings, or I believe it was over a Zoom call, according to uh, a couple people. And then at the same time, the Vikings are uh, conducting second interviews with uh, both Raheem Morris and Kevin O'Connell, and it's uh, expected they'll do the same with Demico Ryan. So, looks like there's four people in the mix for this this head coach job. But uh, Dominic, when you hear that Jim Harbaugh is a possibility to become the next head coach of the Vikings, you know what what are some of your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, Adam. It's great mm-hmm. to be on again, and then um. When I first heard Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with the Vikings, that there was some sort of interest. I wasn't fully on board, 
with Jim Harbaugh, you know, just being that he seemed pretty average at Michigan and they never really put together any big, super big season. They were 10 and three, 10 and three, you know, just typical Michigan lose to Ohio state. Um, but then I started to look back and remember what he did with the 49ers and he really mm-hmm. pioneered the read option in the NFL. And he showed, you know, a lot of the traits of the modern NFL game today, such as like adaptability. So he was able to show that he could win in a variety of ways. Like I said, the read option Kaepernick. And I mean, he was 44 and 19, which is a great record yeah, with the almost, 49ers. Almost 70% winning percentage. Yeah. So he's a winner. Um, yeah. He went to three straight NFC championships with the 49ers. And then his last year at Michigan, he showed he could win the big game. He beat Ohio State. So when you really start to pay attention and look at what Jim Harbaugh has done, and I think he brings uh, really good energy to that locker room, which is really uh, something that's lacked over the past mm-hmm. couple years. So I think that positivity and that energy. Um, and, and I think the, the biggest trait is like just that his uh, brother – John Harbaugh in Baltimore has shown is just adaptability, you know, from going to Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. Um, you can, if you can win in a variety of ways, not just one way, then you're that that's what makes a good coach and a good football team. For sure. And um, it's been a while, I believe like 2014 was his last season uh, with the Niners. So he's, it's been a while since he's last been in the NFL. Um, and he's had plenty of time to maybe learn from that experience as maybe, you know, learn from the things that might've went wrong. Um, and a lot of what I've been hearing when people seem to hear Jim Harbaugh associated with the Vikings, it's like, oh, they just got rid of like, you know, a grumpy guy, uh, Mike Zimmer, um, Jim Harbaugh is not a grumpy guy. Like he's, he's honest, like Mike Zimmer is, but he's not a grumpy guy. Like you can do a quick Google search to find out how many of his former players, at least from the 49ers, let's just loved him and adored him. You know, there were, you know, some, some outliers, uh, but I believe that the amount of players that liked him and enjoyed their time with, uh, Jim Harbaugh as their head coach was way more than the amount of people that, uh, did not enjoy their time with, with Harbaugh. Um, and yeah, he's, he proved with the Niners that he can win and win immediately. They were six and 10 in 2000, and 10, they hired Jim Harbaugh. They go 13-3 and three with, you know, they didn't add a ton of players uh, between that those off-seasons. Um, so he can come in and win right away. But that, you know, brings me to my next question is, you know, we ended this season with Mike Zimmer moving on, Rick Spielman moving on. You know, we're ex- with this new GM, we're expecting, you know, some some long-time Vikings to probably move on to, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins um, and kind of plan for 2023, not so much 2022, but if you bring Harbaugh in, I don't think you can do that. I think you got to try and, I think the goal is probably to stay a contender and try and win in 2022. So do you roll with, with, with Harbaugh or, or potentially go with a a more, maybe a more long-term option with, with one of the other candidates? What do you think? I think you can roll with Harbaugh for sure. I think the Cousins thing is tricky because if there's anything that the NFL playoffs this year have told us, it's that if you hit it big on your quarterback, then everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings do not have that. And the 49ers do not have that, which is why the 49ers will be watching the Super Bowl and the Vikings didn't make the playoffs this year. And 
I saw a tweet yesterday that said um, if Kirk Cousins was on the 49ers, he'd win a Super Bowl. But no, he wouldn't. Kirk Cousins yeah. would have punted twice, or yeah. <laughs> you know, I, he's not going to go down and get the bucket on the on that last drive. We've seen it enough times. I actually Minnesota. would have more confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo in some of those situations yesterday. Yeah, he's Cousins. not going to line up under his guard. You know, <laughs> no, he's not. You know, yeah, it would be interesting to see. You know, if if Kirk Cousins was on the Niners, and I think there's been a rumor going around. Uh, that you know, what if what if uh, the Niners traded for Kirk Cousins and sent Trey Lance to to the Vikings? You know, what would you think of that? And uh, I think it would probably depend on who the Vikings coach was. Like if you if you had Harbaugh if you had Harbaugh in there, I'd be like, this would be like you know Kaepernick two point I feel like. Uh, yeah, Lance I think Harbaugh. There. What Harbaugh brings to the table is like that he, I mean, he could win. Um, immediately he's. He's got the head coach experience. Um, Raheem Morris was an interim head coach with the Falcons in 2020, and I think he did okay in his time there. Um, yeah, and he Kevin did. He was, he was with the Bucks too. He had a couple years as a head coach mm-hmm. with the Bucks. And Kevin O'Connell um, is a really interesting candidate. Actually, one of my articles that I wrote for the Viking Age was about um, five coaches that could replace Mike Zimmer and yep. Kevin O'Connell. I had my eye on for a while, but I think with him being uh, young, 36 years old. Um, I think one thing that he brings to the table with, with that youth is just and the same thing why they hired Quasi is that there's modernity coming to Minnesota. So they're going to buy in more into analytics. They're going to yep. have that suppression of ego, that old style coach where it's his way or the highway. Yep. They can only win Do one way. Gut. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that scare tactic that Eric Kendricks mentioned. Yeah. That style is gone. And I, I also don't think Harbaugh is like that, even though that he's older. No. I think that Harbaugh is a more modern NFL coach, which is why he's able to win immediately. He's a, play, he's a player's coach. He's a player's coach. I mean, he's he's talking about SpongeBob and his enthusiasm at Michigan. It's you know, sleepovers. That, mm-hmm, that's not a grumpy old man. No. That's, a, that's somebody who can establish relationships with both the players and the GM, which is something that we've lacked. And I think that... Um, a lot of the approaches will be similar. Whoever the Vikings bring in, I think the approaches will be similar in the sense that they will they will resemble uh, the way the NFL is right now in, in the sense of that modern style of football, that modern way to build a team. Um, so if they don't go with Harbaugh, you know, out of the three other, I guess, finalists, which is D'Amico Ryans, Raheem Morris, and Kevin O'Connell, who would you prefer out of those three, or or does it really matter to you? I think Kevin O'Connell would I would lean towards more, yeah. or D'Amico Ryan's because I think with D'Amico Ryan's you'd get a player's coach as well, mm-hmm. and somebody who can instill a culture, and somebody who will also buy into the modern analytics of the game and the modern Defense way the game is played. And D'Amico Ryan's was a good player himself. Um, yeah, and I think that and the Niners guys defense like, looked really good this year. Really good, and they've shown they can the shut playoffs, down the floor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I think that D'Amico Ryan would be a solid candidate, somebody that could mm-hmm. really uh, energize the locker room. I lean towards Kevin O'Connell. My only uh, questions about him, you know, no head coach experience. He doesn't even call plays for the Rams. Is it really his right. offense, right. McVay's offense? Right. So is he more of just a, uh, you know, uh, he's more of like a scout from the sky yeah. in the box there. Where Ryan's is more on the sideline. So I think either, either one of those two, I would really nothing against Raheem Morris. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah. 
I don't think he's right for the Vikings. No? Okay. Yeah, I think um, I think some people kind of like Raheem Morris a little bit more because of his experience on the offensive side of the ball, too, because he coached, I believe he was like the, the wide receivers coach for the Falcons for like four years um, and their passing game coordinator. So he's got a, that experience on both sides. Um, but I like I like Morris and O'Connell because they come from that, not necessarily McVay tree, but the Shanahan tree, um, which is where McVay came from, and and, and Matt Lafleur, and then uh, you know eventually Zach Taylor and those guys. So I like those two, but I like Ryan's too, just because he's he's younger. He what he was a former player like f- five years ago. Um, he came in and replaced Robert Sala, you know. He might have done a better job than Robert Sala, um, considering how many injuries the, the Niners dealt with this year. Um, so that defense was good, and then but then you you know you think about defense and you're like, okay, so so then are the Vikings going to run into something similar where they get an offensive coordinator like every year if they get a defensive guy, uh, or do you go with O'Connell and and get, you know, is he going to call plays? Is he going to bring somebody else in to call plays? And then are they going to leave, you know, every year? Um, so I think I, I I don't I don't think I have a problem if any of these four four candidates become the next head coach. I think they, they've selected the four best candidates possible. Because you, you think of the guys they were interviewing, like Todd Bowles and and Dan Quinn, and you're like, Ugh, I don't I don't want them to be the next Vikings head coach. Um, so I think they, they got the four best guys and, you know, I would put Harbaugh at the top of my list just cause of his past success. Um, but I'm not going to be sad if they pick one of the other three guys. Uh, what I would ask you though is, so Harbaugh, he's known for not really sticking around a place for very long, like four or five years typically is where, how long he stays. So, um, I'm going to ask you kind of a hypothetical. So with Harbaugh. If you pick Harbaugh, you're guaranteed to go to a Super Bowl within the next four years. But after that fourth year, the team has to be blown up because of whatever moves you made or whatever. Or you go with one of the other three and you have constant success during the next, let's say, eight or ten years. But there's no guarantee of playing in the Super Bowl. You know, which which would you go with? That's a tough question because... If it was a guaranteed Super Bowl win with Harbaugh, I think it'd be no brainer. Right, right, right. Um, so, I would say guarantee go to the Super Bowl, take Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, chances are, if any of the other guys aren't good, they're not going to last four or five years either. Right. So, I think you take your chance with Harbaugh in that hypothetical situation, go to the Super Bowl, um, and and just see what happens. And then Harbaugh, you know it. He's 58, so, you know, another five years, 63, 64, probably not sticking around the NFL that much longer. Anyways, they're not bringing him in. They're not an organization like Jacksonville or like Houston looking to rebuild. They're looking to win now still. So Harbaugh being gone in five years is okay if if they win. That's their goal. Right. Is not to win a Super Bowl in five years. It's it's to win now. So It's funny you say he might be old, older or whatever. Uh when in the next four or five years, be look at someone like Pete Carroll, who's seventy. He is he is not seem like he's seventy. Um, he could he could probably coach another ten years, probably if he wanted to. Um, I could see Harbaugh being like that though too. Um, 
So sticking with Harbaugh, you know, people are tired of hearing about this. Sorry. Uh, he's the, the hot topic right now. And there's there's rumors that, you know, the Dolphins being interested in him too. Um, you know, there was, you know, fan side his own, Mark Carmen saying that, you know, he's expected to, to go to Miami if, if he's given that opportunity. Because, um, you know, the Dolphins owner is a Michigan alum and big donor from Michigan. He's got those connections. Um, they haven't interviewed him. They're expected to interview, I believe, 49ers. Offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel for the second time, either today or tomorrow, and he seems to be top candidate. So I'm sure Vikings fans will be paying attention to that. And I believe National Signing Day is on uh, Wednesday around the country. So I would expect Harbaugh to at least stay in Michigan until that happens. And then, you know, maybe by the end of the week, if he's still available, maybe something, something, some steam starts to pick up. Uh, but if he is hired, what do you think happens with Kirk Cousins? Does does Harbaugh want to keep him for at least another year and draft somebody, or or do you just try and trade him because you you know other teams are going to be in need of a quarterback, and you, this might be the only time you can get possibly a first round pick for him? Yeah, I think that's difficult. Um, I think, yeah, I think if anything, like like we had talked about a little earlier, is that in the NFL you have to have a quarterback to yeah. win. You know, you're not going to win the Super Bowl those with Trent Dilfer anymore. No, you know, no, you you need no, no. Um, those those killers like Burrow, and it's like I'm not saying that oh the Vikings should just go draft Patrick Mahomes right, right, like right, right. you don't need to do that. You but should try though. You should try exactly, and we don't know what Kellen Mond has. I'm not saying Kellen Mond's going to be a top ten yeah. quarterback anytime soon either. But I mean, it's better than not knowing and throwing Sean Mannion out there. Yeah. You know, I, we don't we don't know what we have. And as far as Kirk Cousins goes, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I think that's been evidently clear over the past three seasons. Um, and so I don't I, I could see Harbaugh maybe, you know, riding out this last year of Cousins contract, maybe, and then trying to move on. Or it'll just be difficult. You know, I know you have a great you've talked about uh, the possibility of the Steelers trading for Kirk Cousins. Yeah especially with Big Ben being gone now, you know, the Bucks potentially. Yeah. But I don't know if those teams think that th- that might hurt Cousins' trade value too, is that maybe teams can fool themselves into thinking that they can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't see the Vikings moving forward with Kirk Cousins. I just, but yeah, I just don't think this, if this draft was stronger. Right. Um, and quarterback wise, maybe. Um, but I don't think like the Vikings picking later in the first round um, or I don't, tw- I don't see I a first round. I think they're nope, at pick 12 right now. Yeah. The mid round. I don't think like a, the, a Matt Corral or right. somebody is the, is the Burrow or the Mahomes. And last time they picked 12 in uh, the, the first round of the draft, uh, they picked a quarterback. They picked Christian. Potter. They did. See, that's and. And now that's Rick Spielman a, is fired. That's what happens. <laughs> that puts people in the job market. Those are the types of moves that get you in the job market. It's Rick Spielman, who has not been quiet uh, since since getting fired, making a media tour and taking quiet, passive-aggressive shots at Mike Zimmer. Um, I don't know if you caught that about, you know, how a quarterback, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, the coach and the quarterback have to have a good relationship. And if not, then you know, things are going to go well. I wonder who he was talking about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
So you would be shocked probably if, if the Vikings gave Cousins any sort of extension, right? I would be shocked, yeah. I'd be very shocked. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, yeah, I think the two options, whether you bring in Harbaugh or not, I think I think the two options really are you, you ride out Kirk Cousins one year, which I think is pretty slim given the $45 million cap hit because then you got to get rid of somebody like Kendricks or, or Hunter to, to keep Cousins for a year which doesn't seem worth it to me. Um, or you trade him. And I think the market's pretty good because there's, you know, there's the Broncos too, the George Payton connection. They need a quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe the Texans do if they get rid of Deshaun Watson. Panthers always seem to be willing to trade for a quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, even, I mentioned this earlier with Lance, but even the Niners, even if they don't want to trade Trey Lance, you know, if they want to send a first round pick. They just lost to a team in the NFC championship that traded has traded away like all their first round picks and they don't have one until like twenty twenty four or something, twenty six, I don't even know. Um so maybe, you know, Kyle Shanahan he's 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 maybe he's he's getting there. He feels like it feels like he's getting there, getting close to the Super Bowl. Maybe he just he doesn't wanna take that time to maybe wait for Trey Lance to develop and he's always wanted Kirk Cousins. Um, he's not been shy about that in the past. So I would keep an eye on that. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be someone in the mix too, is possibly being available for trade. Russell Wilson, you know, Deshaun Watson, if he gets everything sorted. Um, so this off season is going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. So just all this Harbaugh stuff, it's, I mean, Every day it seems like something new pops up when it comes to he's interested, he's not interested, you know, he met with them, he didn't meet with them, he's going to the Dolphins, he's not going to the Dolphins, he's going to the Raiders, like, hearing lots of stuff, so it's going to be very interesting these next, I do expect the Vikings to probably, at least we'll hear a report that the Vikings are going to hire someone by the end of the week, because I don't think you can go much longer, you know, not having a head coach, because there isn't going to be anyone left to pick. All right. So talked about the head coach, talked about Kirk Cousins. Um, I haven't talked to you yet since the Vikings hired the new GM, uh, you know, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. I just want to get some of your thoughts on him. You know, maybe what, I don't know what you've seen or heard from him so far, but, you know, what are some of your initial impressions of, of the Vikings' new GM? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on uh, Kwesi. I, I think in the beginning I wanted um, Ryan Poles, who went to Chicago, um, but... The more I dug into Quasi and the more I heard him speak and the more I learned about Quasi, the more excited I got. I think taken from his press conference, the, one of the, the second thing he said, he mentioned that's going to be important to the team going forward is the suppression of ego, oh, yeah. which I love. I love the, the younger modernization he'll bring and the analytics background. I like, um, I just love that it's a whole new age in, in Minnesota. You know, I, I love that things are going to be different. Finally, we just went from Brad Childress, Leslie Frazier, Mike Zimmer, who in one way or another are extremely similar coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that Quasi is going to do, even if you brought in Jim Harbaugh, I think that's totally different than the other three mm -hmm. prior. And I think that Quasi is the right, the right hire. I think that that different background is extremely important. I think that he's going to be a player's GM. Uh, he's going to get a good relationship with the coach. 
I think he he's just an incredibly smart individual. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, he's trading dividends and being on Wall Street. I think it's just what the Vikings needed, really. Yeah. He went to what Stanford and uh, was it Yale or Harvard? I, I oh Princeton. He went to Princeton, mm-hmm. Stanford and Princeton. Yeah, you gotta be pretty smart to get into those two schools. Um, but yeah, I like his approach. It seems like he's got a personality. A personality, you know, compared to Rick Spielman, which it felt like it was like a box of rocks every time he was speaking. One of his two times to the media every year. Um, didn't really tell you a whole lot, but it's, it seems like, you know, I don't expect Quasi uh, to to tell, you know, a lot of things the Vikings are doing. Um, but I feel like he's going to maybe be a little more, you know, open to some of the suggestions that everyone, including in the locker room, the coaching staff, you know, front office, you know, what, what they want compared to maybe someone who was in there, you know, coaching staff and front office of people that are like, you know, this is the way we do things you know, if you don't like it, oh, well. Um, and I don't think it's going to be like that anymore. I think it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck. Like, it's going to be a group effort. Um, I know Quasey was asked about, you know, is he going to have full control of the roster or does he expect the head coach to have full control of the roster? And, and he answered, like, he doesn't really care. If the head coach comes in and wants to have, you know, more control over the roster and that's what works best, then that's what we're going to do. And if not then we'll do it the other way. So that's kind of opening the door for someone like Harbaugh, who people are anticipating, you know, might want, you know, a good amount of say with the roster, considering how things went down with the Niners. Um, and he just seems like a good dude. Like, just really easygoing. Lots of comments on, like, his smile being, you know, infectious or whatever. Um, and it is. He just seems like an easygoing dude, like, very approachable. I'm sure players will get along with him very easily. Um, and the other thing is, a lot of people are saying like, oh, he was the Vikings' second choice. Uh, he They only got him because Ryan Poles went to the Bears. It's like, he was a finalist too. Like, they named two finalists. So they clearly wanted him too. Like, they're bringing two people in for a reason because they like both of them. Um, so it's not like the Vikings were like, oh man, now we got to get Quasey because we didn't get Ryan Poles. By the way, Ryan Poles, I don't know if you saw his press conference with the Bears today. I wasn't really impressed. He, he was like reading from like a, a t- typed speech and everything. And I was like, no, like I'm way more impressed. You know, this is introductory press conferences. Obviously they have nothing to do with the roster and the, and what happens on the football field. But you know, initial impressions i'm i'm happy the vikings got who they got extremely happy yeah i think if you look at the roster too it's geared towards um a guy like crazy bringing in a, a player's coach as well yeah and i think in the past the zimmer spielman cousins era you're getting yanked in three different directions and mm-hmm. it just didn't match up as well and that's a huge reason people always ask why are the vikings you know they have such a talented roster how come they don't win well, they don't win because from the top down, nothing mm-hmm. aligns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why you you bring in someone like Harbaugh who can change that immediately. You know, mm-hmm. you could bring back most of the guys you already have. Hopefully, they bring they fix the defense at least because that was terrible. But you can bring back most of the guys. You got a Harbaugh, you know, not Harbaugh. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You know, Irv Smith's going to be back. You know, Daniel Hunter should be healthy. 
by the time the season starts, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, you know, all these guys you could bring back at least for one more year and try and see what you can do. You know, obviously there's questions at the quarterback and what you're going to do with that. But Harbaugh, like, there's the Wolves don't want to be a team that, like the ownership, they don't want to be a team that wins four games, wins five games, and gets a top pick. They want to try and win every year. You know, maybe that's to their fault or whatever that, that keeps them from getting over that hump. But you have to appreciate, you know, their willingness to to want to win. And they're not afraid to make a move like go after a Jim Harbaugh or, or build a new stadium or build new facilities like or trade for or sign Kirk Cousins. Um, they want they want to win. They want to win a Super Bowl. And uh, you have to like that because I don't think you can say that about every uh, every team's ownership around the league. I definitely agree. I think um, you look at like Jacksonville's ownership <laughs> just want, want, yeah. wants to get to England or something, you know? Right. Um, I, I think the Wolves are, there was a rumor going around that the Wolves just wanted to be good, never great, because that's what sold tickets, that's what sold merchandise. Yeah, but I heard that too. I don't agree with that. I no. think they're, why would they spend all that money on a new stadium, new facilities, new, they're bought in, they're totally bought in, also, they're building it from the top It's hard down. to be average in the NFL. Like, that's hard. Like, as, as, <laughs> average as the Vikings have been the last couple of years that's hard to do like it's not it's not simple it's not easy to win games in the NFL the Lions you know prove that the Jaguars prove that every year you know <laughs> they get all these top picks and they're horrible so it's not it's not easy to be average I think the the one thing with with Quasi coming in though that I forgot to mention is that you know probably depending on who they get as a head coach we could see some some fan favorites be shown the door because he's just gonna he's got to do what he's got to do. He doesn't have any attachment to these guys. But the thing I want out of the new GM that I didn't like with with Rick Spielman was you know he kind of rewarded players for for being with the Vikings for a while, regardless of how good or bad they were playing at the time. And you can't do that. You you know. If a guy's not playing well, you cannot reward him with an extension. You can't give Kyle Rudolph an extension when he's not, you know, you just drafted someone in the second, you just drafted a tight end in the second round. You're going to give Kyle Rudolph an extension? That was a terrible, you know, decision. You look at, you know, Harrison Smith's still a very good player. Should they have given him an extension? I don't know. Um, same thing with, with, with Adam Thielen. You know, these are, and obviously you can ask that about Kirk Cousins. Um but these are the things I want the new GM to do, like not be afraid to just, you know, get rid of somebody before it becomes too late. You look at a team like the Patriots that takes that those kind of risks all the time. And guess what? It pays off most of the time. Who's on your chopping block then? Who would be a name that you think would be surprising, but that you have an inclination could be let go? Before I've, I've, I've looked at Eric Kendricks a while because um, he can clear up a bunch of cap space. And he's in he's in a position when you look at some of um, the moves that more modern GMs make, like the players that they pay. Linebacker is not a position that usually a team will invest in, especially someone who's going to be thirty. Um, that's not something I. But at the same time, he's he's a very good leader of that defense, and he could be someone that you know a new coach comes in and wants him to be there because of how experienced he is and, and how good he is on the field and everything like that. So, But I could see that happening just because Anthony Barr is going to go. I don't expect him back. 
um, you know, you could draft someone. We we've seen how fast you you get a rookie linebacker in there, like early round pick. How quickly they can be good. So, you know, look at Kendricks. He was a rookie and he started <laughs> most of his his rookie year and he hasn't looked back. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that move happened. Um, I think Daniel Hunter, you gotta obviously consider. He's got that large cap hit. Um, Anthony I mean, Barr. Anthony Barr's a free agent, yeah, and I, and I don't yeah. expect him to come back. Um, Patrick Peterson, I don't expect to come back. Um, just because, same thing, he's older. Do you really want to invest a bunch of money in an older guy when I, I believe the the cornerback class in this year's draft is, is pretty deep? So that would be a better route to take. You know, Harrison Smith, do you want to see how much you can maybe get for him in a trade? At this point in his career, because he's he's, he's a pro bowler again, um, can you get a first or a second round pick for him if you can? I I, I would take that because you're gonna it's gonna get to a point where you got to move on from him and you don't want to be stuck where he's getting hurt every year and you're paying this guy. Um, and then Adam Thielen. Uh, I know that might be hard for some people to hear, but. He's getting paid a bunch of money, and he hasn't caught over a thousand yards in three years. So, you know, the emergence of KJ Osborne, the you know, I think the wide receiver class is deep this this year as well in the draft class. And you know, it seems to always be deep in the draft class recently. Um, but we've seen you know rookies come in and contribute right away for receivers too. So. Um, I do not see them moving on Dalvin Cook. His contract isn't really set up to really benefit a move on from him. Um, so those are those are the guys. I would put Kendricks, Harrison, Smith, uh, Daniel Hunter, and and Adam Thielen. Is there any, anyone else that you you could think of? Maybe. No, that's the nucleus right there. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think you just hit the nail on the head there. I, I would be I'd be heartbroken if they moved on from Thielen. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, he's a he's a hometown guy. He's still productive. Yeah, a bunch of touchdowns. Um, but like I said, I think you this has to be a regime that looks to move on from guys before you're you know you regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be proactive, and that's something that I don't think the last regime was. I think they there was a bunch of situations where they got stuck. Uh, you could even look at something like Blair Walsh, where they <laughs> extended him. And then he, you know, just crumbled. Um, so, and then I'm excited about the draft. I know a lot of people are like skeptical about it, but I'm excited for the Vikings not to have nine seventh round picks. Uh, That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> the pick order. They might trade scared. up in the first round. The pick order. Yeah. Get rid of them. Get rid of the picks. <laughs> so we don't, yeah, we don't need 15 picks anymore. Yeah. Uh, it was. An interesting strategy, I'm sure one that Mike Zimmer was not fond of, although he probably wasn't too fond of many things that Rick Spielman did towards the end of uh, their tenure. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to, especially as someone who covers the draft, the last two years have been brutal because they've had, you know, double digit picks, I believe, on the final day. And it's just exhausting. My brain hurts after, you know, covering all that. So I'm excited for for the drafts in a little bit. Maybe maybe a little bit of relief. Maybe I want some excitement, but you know, a little bit more relief compared to let's let's get a bunch of guys no one's ever heard of, and and maybe one will hit. 
Uh, so we will see. That's all I got for you today, Dominic. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Nucci underscore 17. That's N-U-C-C-I underscore 17. All right, go follow him. Go check out his stuff on the Viking Age. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.